Hey everyone, welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. In the Mobile User Acquisition Show, we talk about how to use mobile user acquisition strategies to grow your app quickly and capital efficiently. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is presented by me, Shamant Rao, mobile growth leader and founder and CEO of the mobile growth consulting firm, Rocketship HQ. Each episode includes strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile user acquisition that you can use to unlock tremendous growth for your app in a sustainable and capital-efficient manner. Our guest today is Bozo Jankovic. Bozo is the Business Development Manager at GameBiz, which is a boutique consultancy firm for games. Bozo works with free-to-play game developers, helping them grow their business by monetizing the games with ads. He handles all aspects of the ad monetization business, and he has worked with studios such as Wargaming, Creative Mobile, Nanobit, Two Desperados, and many more. This is the third episode of the Mobile Dev Memo Academy preview series, where Bozo is presenting the course Ad Monetization 101. So definitely check out his course if you are interested in all things ad monetization, and if you're interested in going much, much deeper on this. This, of course, is also our first episode on ad monetization on the Mobile User Acquisition Show. Today, we're going to talk about an underappreciated yet significant opportunity in ad monetization, native ads. This is a topic that I'm very curious about, primarily because it used to be something that was accessible only to big brands with massive teams and budgets, but this has become much more accessible to smaller advertisers and app developers of late. I'm very excited to welcome Bozo Jankovic to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. Bozo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to have you because uh, I've certainly heard very, very good things about the last class you taught at the Mobile Dev Memo Academy. Uh, and very excited to check out your course, uh, and certainly also to dive into all things ad monetization on today's interview. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited to, to, to be joining uh, your program as well. Indeed. You know, uh, we're going to be talking today about native ads and the native ad monetization opportunity. And really, I think native in my mind, comes across as one of those almost a buzzwords, mm-hmm. uh, but you really seem to un- know and understand how to a leverage it, but also leverage it for games at scale, and mm-hmm. all of that is definitely something we're going to be diving into today. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start off, can you give us background about native ads? And obviously, these have been around even before mobile apps were a thing. Mm-hmm. So what did these look like prior to mobile apps? Yeah, so that's a very good question because I feel that the term native advertising and native ads um, has seen a tremendous evolution over the years, and it's definitely something different to what it used to be uh, a few years back. Um, it probably makes sense to differentiate uh, among uh, several types of native ads, uh, at least um, what, what they used to be. 
Um, so the first type, I would say, is when brands uh, are finding natural advertising spaces within the games, and so they start showing ads there. Um, so think of billboards or pitch-side ads or TV screens, anywhere where you might have um, seen the ad in the real world that's happening in the video game. And this is probably uh, the most... Uh, where most of collaborations used to be uh, back in the days. Um, I know one example that, that basically got a lot of attention from mainstream media as well, and that is back in 2008 where, uh, when Barack Obama was running for presidency. Right. Actually, he was running ads uh, in NBA Live game by Electronic uh, Arts. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, that got a lot of attention from uh, both from the industry, but the general public as well. And that's just one example of how things used to run. Um, yeah. And then uh, the second type I'd like to point out is where we take it uh, a step further and we say, okay, there has to be a more natural fit between the brand and the game. So that led us to have farmers insurance uh, offering to insure your crops in Farmville, Farmville right. or, or, for example, Century 21, which is offering uh, real estate um, in Wee City, city building game. Uh, so I'd say that, you know, this is uh, the next step uh, that the industry took. And finally, the third stage, uh, in, at least in this life cycle of native ads, uh, I would say, um, is when uh, developers and brands are not only focusing on in-game elements, but are actually expanding their collaboration to the real world as well. And uh, one, uh, one example your listeners um, and followers might be uh, familiar with is when uh, Niantic worked uh, on their game Pokemon Go um, in collaboration with McDonald's in Japan. Um, so what was happening is basically uh, Pokemon Go uh, turned uh, McDonald's restaurants in Japan into Pokestops and Pokemon Go gyms. Right. And back in the days, uh, it was reported, but not officially confirmed by either side, that basically Niantic was charging uh, McDonald's anywhere between 15 and 50 cents for each unique um, visitor, so for uh, Pokemon right. Go players that were visiting um, right. McDonald's stores. So this is basically how things used to work before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah crazy, right? Uh, and I would imagine that for McDonald's to do that deal or Obama to do that sort of deal, uh, they would have needed fairly big partnership teams or BD teams fairly big teams of lawyers and attorneys and brand managers to sit down and talk to each other and make some of these things happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, one, you know, with some of the more recent native ad opportunities that you have seen, that sort of heavyweight BD team involvement isn't nearly as necessary. So can you talk to us about what some of the more recent incarnations of native ads are and how that is different from the models you described that were prevalent in the past. Yeah, absolutely. you're absolutely right. So uh, before it used to be uh, the game uh, of big players, so a big 
brand who has a, a significant advertising budget that they can uh, dedicate uh, and B, probably creative and business development and legal teams, all of the things you pointed out. On the other hand, for developers, it was also a huge effort because you need to do um, an extra development, extra design work, uh, again, plus business development and legal, um, and plus you need you needed to have a substantial user base um, in order to attract uh, attention from the brand because you're working with them directly. And uh, so from, from that point, we actually see um, transition in the last year, year and a half or so, uh, where native ads are, are getting a completely new uh, meaning. And this means that uh, a smaller games and smaller brand brands can collaborate together, um, but not necessarily directly. Um, so let me just uh, describe how it works. So usually it will come down, it will boil down to the first model that I described. So you will have natural advertising spaces within the game, like billboards or TV screens, and you will, sh you will show um, ads there, but you will not directly work with the advertiser, not uh, usually not, but you will actually have uh, an ad tech partner, so an ad network that works uh, either with um, with brands directly or their agencies or DSPs, and in that way uh, you're getting necessary demand for your game. Uh, it's much easier because you don't have to work with um, with uh, a lot of brands at the same time, uh, and yeah. it's a lot less um, development effort on your end. So basically, a lot less dev effort on, on, on my side as a developer. And um, as an advertiser, I also get a more diversified uh, advertising spend. Um, yeah. So it's a win-win situation, I would say, for both parties, and it's a lot more scalable. Yeah. yeah. Right, and it sounds like with the more recent incarnation of these ads, they're being treated almost as a standardized ad placements, much like rewarded videos would be or interstitials would be. And this, you're like, right, maybe I have a football game and there's almost a placement that I identify. Mm -hmm. So any ad can fit in there, right? Absolutely. So let's assume an app is considering running native ads. What are some of the questions they might ask to evaluate the opportunity? Mm -hmm. What should they look for within their app, but also outside when they look at providers to assess whether this is a good fit or not? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I would say that uh, we are still in early stages of adoption of this format, at least on the uh, side of gaming studios. Uh, I would say that we are in, uh, you know, anyone who's uh, implementing native ads at this point is probably an early adopter or even an innovator, and we still have a way to go uh, for this to be more commonly um, known and used. However, there are things that we already know and should be mindful of if we are even considering uh, running native ads in our game. The first thing I would do is uh, check if my game has these na uh, native and natural advertising spaces already where I could show these ads. So think of billboards, pitch side ads in sports games, racing tracks in racing games, and so on. And if, even if they are not implemented, so you don't have, uh, have them, um, think about 
could die at these easily into my game without jeopardizing the user experience. So we're not talking about banner ads and just putting it simply on bottom or top of the screen. Is there somewhere uh, where I could actually implement them and look uh, and it looks nice? Sure. And, and so if this, this is the basic uh, thing that you should consider. And then if this proves to be true, a truth, then you need to move into other, uh, other steps and things to consider. First, you need to understand your audience size. Um, although you don't have to be a multi-million uh, DAU uh, game, you still need to have uh, some decent scale, at, at least some scale, let's say 100K DAUs, in order for this effort to make sense. Um, and one more thing about the audience, you need to be um, make sure that uh, your geo distribution um, is appropriate for this type of format because we are in such an early stage uh, demand and fill rates are going to be extremely low outside of tier one countries so if you don't have users in tier one countries or you don't have a significant number of users uh, then again native ads will, are probably not a uh, thing for you at this point but things will change um, so those are two things that I would consider at first. And then the th third thing that I would like to understand when evaluating this opportunity is uh, how many opportunities for showing ads or sh for getting those impressions I have in the first place. So I need to understand uh, my session length and the number of sessions uh, during the day and how many times I will have the opportunity in one minute or uh, in any uh, amount of time to show an ad. Uh, when I have an understanding of that, uh, I need to get inputs, uh, some estimates or assumptions from the ad networks. What are the um, field rates that are reasonable to expect um, per country? And also the CPMs that are uh, reasonable uh, to be expected in order for me to come up with uh, at least rough but reasonable understanding of the revenue potential for my game. And if all of these things uh, make sense and if I'm comfortable with moving forward, then I, so I'm making an informed decision, okay, yes, this makes sense, let's move into the implementation phase. Right, right. So the number of boxes that need to be checked, it sounds like from A, does this even feel right for the game? Yeah. To whether there's enough of a market and, you know, or there's enough of a user base and whether the partnership is right. And it sounds like the number of boxes they need to check. Uh, out of curiosity, they do have to have an SDK from one of these ad providers. Uh, so my understanding is that the SDK is definitely a requirement uh, as for the reward video ads or interstitial ads. Got it. Got it. Cool. And, uh, I know you said the fill rates tend to differ by country and, uh, you know, it's still somewhat early on. Mm -hmm. As compared to some of the other ad formats, rewarded or interstitials, what sort of fill rates, what sort of CPMs or any other aspects of demand can an advertiser expect via native ads? Okay, so the first thing, uh, you know, 
uh, any developer uh, that's considering this should know is that demand is unlike reward video and interstitials where um, where most of the demand is actually coming from uh, fellow uh, uh, gamers and other gaming companies. Um, in this particular case, uh, demand is coming from non-gaming brands. Right. Uh, so it's usually consumer brands. Um, with which uh, ad networks are working either directly or through agencies or through DSPs. That's in terms of um, what kind of ads they can expect. Um, in terms of fill rates, I would say that uh, in tier one countries, the fill rates tend to go around 20%, which is much lower than what you're used to get for reward video and interstitials again, but it's an entirely different, um, different beast. Uh, and in terms of CPMs, um, I think what's reasonable to expect is ECP, CPMs that are two to three times lower uh, than for reward video, which is obviously the best performing format right. on the ads monetization side. Uh, but as more competition uh, comes in, this will probably uh, change as well for the better. Um, but, but for now, you should just be realistic and keep your expectations uh, lower than for the best performing formats, which are already in uh, such a, a mature stage of development. Yeah. And out of curiosity, why do you think that the, that most of the advertisers on native are brands? Because I would imagine if I could show as a performance advertiser, if I could show an ad in a football game, that mm -hmm. gives me access to gaming audience. Wouldn't this be a natural fit for performance advertisers as well? Uh, you're right. Uh, it can be used for performance as well. Uh, the thing is that um, at the moment, the man that we see, uh, in some cases, it doesn't even require a click. Yeah. So it's pure um, right. awareness campaign. And so yeah. uh, it doesn't require uh, a full attention from the user, right. and it can be implemented in more ways and more flexibly uh, than yeah. if required a click or an install. This, this doesn't mean that all demand is non-clickable. There's definitely yeah. both clickable and non-clickable. It's just that, uh, you know, um, for brands, uh, performance, I would say at least not at this point, it, it's not so important um, as for for the video games, where you know you have a laser precision uh, as yeah. to how much money each user yeah. uh, is making for you and how much you paid for them, so it's it's much more data focused than brands. Right. So this doesn't even elicit clicks from users, which is understandable, yeah. given that it lies in the user experience. Mm -hmm. And you know you did express the CPMs are lower and the fill rates are lower than interstitials. So do you also find that if a developer were to integrate native ads, uh, that could, is there any way that could cannibalize the interstitials or rewarded, or is this just accretive on top? Um, so I, I don't see this uh, uh, as a big concern or even a concern at all, because I feel that these are very different products and very different uh, value proposition uh, for everyone involved. So if you look at rewarded videos, um, they work in an entirely different way 
first you're providing uh, users rewards and it's user initiated. So if the user wants to interact with an ad, they have an option to do so um, and they're getting a reward for that. So if they see another native ad, this will not uh, motivate them less uh, watch a reward video because they're watching rewarded video in order to get the reward. Mm -hmm. Compared to interstitials, it's also different because for interstitials, it's system initiated ads. We as developers um, are forcing these ads to our users. So engagement rates cannot suffer because a user actually saw a native ad. And the click-through rates should not um, suffer either. And then if we look at banners, this is where we're getting maybe into a dangerous territory. Uh, so yeah. native ads shouldn't be looked at as, uh, as a substitute for banner ads. Sure. Um, and basically, if you already have banner ads and you want to add um, native ads as well, then you need to be mindful of that uh, because these formats are much um, more similar than the right. ones previously mentioned, and you need to add new ad placements into the game if possible, so not replace them if you want to uh, actually increase uh, your overall revenues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that makes sense to think about this very differently from your other placements. And uh, I know you did say this is somewhat, still somewhat new, still people are still adopting it. So in terms of revenue opportunities for a developer that's looking to adopt native ads, what sort of incremental revenue lift, even if it's a ballpark, do you think they could anticipate if they started down this path? Um, so um, I'd say it's a bit tricky to, to, to give some general guideline and still yeah. not be misleading, right. uh, either in a positive or a negative way, uh, yeah. just because it's it very much depends on your uh, current implementation of the formats you're using. If you're a hyper-casual game, I assume you already have interstitials, you have rewarded video, you're super aggressive with the approach, you have incredibly high uh, ad RPDAU. Um, so I would say that, you know, in that case, native ads are going to be a lot less significant um, new revenue stream. Uh, but again, um, Ad revenues for this type of games. Uh, these type of games are also much more important. Sure. So uh, it it might make sense for them to do it. And then if you're a game developer who's very mindful of the user experience and sure. you don't want to uh, show interstitial ads, so you only have rewarded video, you're not super aggressive even with this format, then you're not making uh, huge amounts of money on this. And, uh, you know, in, uh, in relative percentage-wise, percentage, percentage -wise, uh, you're going to see a, a bigger increase with, with native ads. But what, what I like about this format is that it's not all necessarily about um, uh, the revenue impact, about sure. all the user experience, which is nice. Right. Yeah, they fit nicely. Um, and basically, you know, you're diversifying your portfolio with being in, ads that are not only gaming related, so it, 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 it has some benefits to it uh, that are not strictly about um, about the new revenue stream. Indeed, indeed. And also, I, get, I would imagine, unlike rewarded video or interstitials, they're not taking users out of the app, yep. right? It's not hitting your retention. 
it's not taking you uh, yeah so i think all of that certainly makes sense in that you shouldn't evaluate this just from the perspective of revenue yeah indeed yeah and when what are some of the common mistakes that you have seen developers make around native ads um so uh, as we already kind of mentioned a few times uh, we are at early stages uh, so we haven't seen so many implementations or we haven't seen so many mistakes but <laughs> that yeah. will certainly change and we still have a lot of a lot to learn i would say there are still a few things that we already know and uh, we can avoid or we should be mindful of when when thinking uh thinking about native ads and like moving into the implementation phase first uh, about the partners so different partners will be able to provide different value to you some of them are not even working outside of unity engine so if you're developing your game in some other engine uh, you need to be mindful that you know uh, the, the partners will not be the same yeah. also different partners are at different stages of uh, sdk uh, developments their stability um and so on so uh unlike rewarded video where you have uh, uh you know a wide range of networks which which have sdk's that are properly tested and at very mature stage here you even need to think about that is the sdk uh, stable enough is it properly tested uh, and about that integration piece is it going to be easy enough for me to do it also when it comes to the implementation inside the game like uh, the part that user is facing it the user interface needs to be done well and you need to fit those ads natively and properly in, into your gameplay and 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 if we're talking about clickable versus non clickable uh you need to make sure that that you're implementing things the right way so you don't end up in a situation where there are a lot of accidental clicks if the ad is very close to the area where user would click because he wants to play the game so you need you would need to be mindful of that and um uh, again going back to the cannibalization piece if you're running banner ads already just be mindful um of that so you implement it in a way that it's going to increase your revenue overall right 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 certainly there are especially since the system somewhat new format i think developers need to be mindful of a lot of these things but this absolutely looks like it's a significant incremental opportunity that a lot of app developers can and should consider yeah i mean um i can tell you that uh, in the last few months i've seen several uh, announcements from big uh, big uh, gaming companies uh that actually said yes we're moving uh, forward with with native ads so that is certainly uh, somewhat encouraging uh, that we see that big uh, big gaming companies are moving in that direction and there are several examples already where this has already been done and implemented um so it's interesting to see th- those examples and and you know get some reference as to how it can look like and, and if it makes sense indeed indeed yeah and i'm certainly excited to see how this shakes up and plays out in the next couple of months and years as we go forward uh those are for now and perhaps this is a good place for us to start to wrap up uh thank you again for being on the mobile user acquisition show 
Uh, and for our listeners, uh, again, Bill's just going to be teaching a course on Ad Monetization 101 on the Mobile uh, Dev Memo Academy. We're going to link to that. Uh, if this was interesting, if this was instructive to you guys, uh, definitely check out his course to go much, much deeper on all things ad monetization. Uh, for now, thank you so much, Rizzo. Uh, Please, thank you for, for, for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. If any of this was helpful or instructive, I would love for you to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast fix. This podcast takes a ton of time, effort, and love to produce, and I deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share. Thank you for listening, and I will look forward to sharing our next episode soon.